0: not a typical immersive sim and it's just mm. making you want to explore it's like you need to explore you need to find yeah. resources these health really, really and keep them jogging on me yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: really, really one of the interesting things i'm sort of jumping away a bit um that tom says with the looping stuff is it lets you get away with some certain mechanics and one of the systems that i think um see if I can tease it out and you can guess what it is. Um, so it's like one of the really best systems in my mind. Um, is it fishing? No, it's not fishing. <laughs> you and your in bloody be- fishing. In before the fishing episode, that's all I'm
3: saying. You're listening to Rules of Play, a game development podcast for anyone wanting industry insight, deep dives on games, and a casual conversation. <laughs> I,
1: said it's I think
0: it's sc- from. It still cracks me up at the first episode. Tom's like, and we're starting now.
1: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I actually spoke doing people, it again.
3: I've just realized we're recording again. Sorry. I spoke <laughs> to
2: people, and they said that bit was actually quite funny. Um, That's what like, It's obviously your first episode, because after that, we go to start the topic, and I just stop talking for like two seconds. Everyone just stops talking for like four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
3: Amazing.
4: We are still amateurs, but we shall get there.
2: Exactly. Of yeah, course. I mean. I mean, this stuff is kind of the hardest stuff. Is the transitioning from casual conversation to casual conversation that you're recording? Yeah, it
1: it's,
4: so like I, it's like it's um, like it's like having casual, like, casual conversation with your pals, and then having casual conversation with your pals when your mum is behind you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> that is true. That is true.
4: <laughs>
3: We uh, we were talking to Emma though, and she said it sounds it sounds great because it sounds like you're just you know having a chat with your mates. And I was like, that's well, that's what that we're in for. Like, for yeah, so, that's yeah. like
4: couldn't be more perfect, so yeah. sick.
2: You're exactly
0: mate, so so boys. I hate
4: you
2: all. No, you're right, we are Equipment the worst system. of friends. This is actually a punishment that we set up for
1: this <laughs> podcast. I
2: feel like I'm stuck in purgatory. It's a team <laughs> bonding exercise. Oh, well, on that, hello. Welcome to our team building exercise. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> this is Rules of Play. Uh, I'm Matt. That's Jack, Tom, and Adam. Uh, how are you all doing? How is everyone? Solid yeah, silence. Good pretty stuff. good. <laughs> right. Pretty good.
3: Nobody wanted to talk over each other.
2: <laughs> it's
4: I don't know, I'm going I'm, I'm going all right. It's one of those things of you know, finally it's getting back to a lot of gigs, festivals and stuff. Um so I feel like life is found a way almost. We're slowly getting back to somewhat normality. Uh yeah, I'm kind of Did you, kind of gold.
3: Did you purposely slip that uh that quote in there? That well, life finds a way to
4: Jurassic Park. Park but, uh, nope. I almost, <laughs> almost did wear that shirt today, so be thankful for that. That man. would have been
3: perfect. You missed a trick there.
2: <laughs> I saw lining up with Jurassic Park. I'm doing all right as well. Like you said, life's coming back together. Um, and I've had sort of the last sort of week or so has been busy, but in a good way. You know, when you're like super busy and stressed about things, but for some reason it feels good because you're getting it all done. So yeah, yeah. it's been good.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and. I've been very all over the place with the games that I've been playing at the moment. I've had a purge through different bits and bobs on the Xbox Game Pass at the moment, I'm just trying to find lots of different things. Like, I've been, uh, I talked to you about it a couple of weeks ago, was the this sort of racing game on it called Art of Rally, which mm. is this cool, sort of low poly um, racing game. And it's one of the few ones that I've enjoyed that's quite realistic with its handling. I mean, I still cannot do a race in the rain in that thing. I'm just skidding all over the place because it's like dirt rally, trying to like drift around corners and everything. But it's mm. it's really good. To check it out. Um, and then West of Dead. That's another thing that I'm playing. What about you guys?
4: Uh, it's it, Yeah, it's been. I was definitely... going to say there's only one answer for you. I mean, i didn't got it like a day early. So yeah, we've been smashing that. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, I
0: mean,
2: yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm assuming that we're going to be doing an episode on it at some point. So we're reserving our feedback, I guess, on it. But...
4: Watch this space for that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I was I was trying to talk about it with other people the other day, and I won't obviously get to DLC because I know you guys haven't played it as well. But it just does a lot of really simple uh, and quite specific to like the immersion genre things. Like make it immediately go oh shit this isn't your like standard like you know Dishonored Deus Ex you know type affair it definitely separates itself um quite early on um so yeah I'm I, I could recommend it more for fans of roguelikes as well I think you might be able to get into it uh, just because if it's like thematic time loop uh um pretty cool uh but yeah that's kind of all I've been doing since like Monday morning. <laughs>
0: yeah, um we've been invading each other as well, haven't we, Jack? And that's been going yep. fun.
4: Oh, it's been going very <laughs> well for me. It's
3: yeah, it's been going well for one oh, year, from what we've seen.
0: Which I'm still fuming that oh, I killed you, and then five seconds later, I killed you, and you don't tell anyone.
4: <laughs> Where's the evidence? I say
0: no. Evidence. <laughs> you <laughs> did you, did you record
3: it,
4: Adam? <laughs> No, no, I didn't Only post
3: the wins. Come well, on.
0: Well then,
1: know, there you safe. go. Only what, we what only thing... post
0: dubs here on rules <laughs> play. <post> so <laughs> so like a Deathloop weirdly that I am kind of liking is how they input codes. Like the radial systems, actually quite fun. The fact that you spawn a code in the tunnel in like two seconds flat.
4: Well, it's quite. And yeah, again, I'm, I don't want to get too Deathloop heavy, but just because 'cause you've said that, then um, you literally said to me this morning about that uh over messenger and you were like oh it's pretty cool how like the code is just this because it's really easy to input i'm like i don't have that code <laughs> <laughs> so i think each player must have like a randomly generated code which they use to access those tunnels yeah because mine's completely different now so i don't know if it's completely random or if there's a set view maybe it dishes out but
0: wonder cool. which we should test i wonder if i give you my code and you invade me and try and access some tunnels.
2: Oh, oh, shit. Sneaky. Cool idea. We'll, try, well, we'll give that a go. We've got we'll um on the topic of cool radio systems and mechanics. That is the topic for today. Go and have a oh, good segue. What there. a segue. What a yeah. segue. You know,
4: I tell you what, it, this this started as a joke, but I think we might be becoming the, the masses of the segue. I think we're we're coming That's for you, we'll other shoot. podcasts. When, <laughs> when,
0: when do we get to the point where we just have a segway that goes across the screen?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, well,
4: are, you, are, you, are you saying that might we might need to invent some kind of rules of play mascot? <laughs> <That> <laughs> maybe is maybe is scurry, scurry across the screen in like, some kind of like Star Wars transition. <laughs> yeah.
2: The I love segway.
3: how I love how just by talking about the segue, we've now ruined the segue completely. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's,
2: right, that's right. We'll, we'll Sorry, just cut continue, around. That's Right, we'll we'll put this at the beginning and then we'll cut into me saying segue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are we're going to be discussing mechanics and systems today, and uh, basically sort of a mini mid-level dive on some mechanics that we think maybe are a bit underrated and ones that we'd like to sort of see more in new games. Uh, and how they can, and how little things can help a lot in some games. Um, uh, I'm happy to go first, unless someone's got their big mechanic they want to big up straight away. You go, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. So um, I've got a couple, and I think I'll go with sort of the one that I've had in mind at the moment, which is um, in Kingdom Come Deliverance um, by Warhorse Studios. Um, so this came out in 2008. If you don't know, it's sort of a very realistic medieval rpg um and it's really good i really enjoyed it and i put a lot of hours into it it's got um it's got some differences that i think some people might not like if you're used to a fairly traditional sword and fantasy rpg there's definitely some stuff where they push the realism and it doesn't quite hit the mark um but this sort of this mechanic they have for pickpocketing I think is the best one that I've seen or played in an RPG. It really sort of simulates that idea of being a pickpocket and taking stuff and you've got a short amount of time. So the way they they work it is you crouch down, obviously, all the classic sneak stuff, and then you go to, you hold down the button to initiate the pickpocket. And then the longer you spend holding that down for the initial time is how long you have to pick their pockets and then you'll have like a marker on the screen that's like red and green showing how like how close you are to being seen while you're doing this so you can like walk behind them hold the button trying not to be seen while you gain as much time and then once you get that you get a radial ui that's you know different sections in each of them and they're like closed pockets or um, sometimes you can get perks that show you what's in the pockets and it takes you a certain amount of time to like tick to each one of these and then the door a door icon will be on one of these. So you have to go around and like open the pockets, see what's in them, take them, and then try and make your way back to the door in time to get out. So it's just really good of that idea that you're filtering around in people's pockets. You don't necessarily necessarily, know what's in them, and then you have to get them out in the right time, otherwise you're seen. And I just felt that I was obsessed with it. I just went around pickpocketing people. I had all the money in the game. I was just selling armor like it was nothing, but I still went around and Pickpocketed all of these random people because it was just so much better than the old ones that were doing it. You know, it's normally a sneak up to them, click on inventory, Mm -hmm. and you just open up the same UI that Mm -hmm. you're used to having.
4: Yeah. Interesting. I remember they had the
3: one in. um... Sorry, Jack, you go. That's fine.
4: No, I was about to say, like, is it with that? Obviously, I haven't haven't played Kingdom Come at all. I've I've seen bits on it, but I was just saying, Mm -hmm. is it a case of how does that, like, kind of level across the like, the breadth of the game. Like is that kind of always how it is? Or is it how is it kind of
2: So that's pretty challenge
4: much the player at any point? Like does it ever get harder to do or
2: Well it gets harder I well I would say it probably gets easier as across the game because it's the same as the skills, right? You you can level right. up your pickpocketing skill and then when so you it first is start a doing skill. Okay. Yeah, it, it is it is scalable and it's a skill right. that you have. It's not cool. like um, so it's hard to begin with because your sneak will be bad so it's right. hard to go up behind someone and hold the button for enough time to get a really long time to filter around in their pockets. Yeah. And then um, as you level up, initially, all of the windows will be closed like, and you, can't, you have to go and click on them, see the item, then take the item and then go back. Mm. Whereas later on, you'll have it so that the item's already shown. So you can see, oh, I now see that they've got bread knife, and then you can work out a path which way around the circle you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is quite scaling and there's sort of a nice mid level, I think, where you're you've got enough skill to sort of try and walk up behind people and stay there for a while. And then later on, you know, it's the same as any RPG. You just get really really the skills to super high, so you can just pickpocket anyone.
3: Yeah. It's it's I'd say having played that as well, it's like it's really refreshing to see a system put into place that is like that as well. Um for like you said, we've 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 got all these other games like um the Bethesda games of, uh, you know, Skyrim and uh, Fallout, which are literally just walk behind someone. And if you, you know, manage to pick their pockets, you just see the inventory. And while you can have interesting uh, interactions through that, such as placing a grenade in in someone's pocket and then watching them blow up, which is really, really cool. Mm. This one really gives you that feel for actually rummaging around someone's pockets. Like you said. Mm. Yeah, like you you said before. Um, And then the other thing I was going to say is, like most skills in kingdom come you are really 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 bad at it at the start right. and i think that's where like you say the scale isn't you're okay at everything but you're worse at some but you're good at other things it's like you're bad at everything because yeah. it it would make sense because you're a peasant boy who's never yeah. done this stuff before so you're really bad at everything and it's really like the perks that you get and the better you get at it uh, it's really rewarding to actually go through that that journey of doing that i think it's a really interesting perk you can get which um i can't remember the details of it but it's something like later on if you get caught by a member of the opposite sex they don't ever report you if your charisma is high enough nice. so it's like literally like it interacts with not only the like thief style um systems but also sort of all of the other t- type of perk trees as well
2: yeah they do a lot of the sort of um visual narrative in that game as well where you know depending on what you're wearing or the state of your clothes is mm. how people interact with you so if you cool. talk to someone and you're covered in blood and you're in a giant suit of armor it's really mm. easy to intimidate them yeah but, you know if you're dressed as like a nobleman woman it's easier to barter and persuade people to do stuff so there's a lot of integrated different systems that they have so cool i think they do some really good stuff in that game there's some stuff that I, like i said i think is not so intuitive like the lock picking, but that's really overshadowed. Oh, probably. yeah. I think we've
4: well, we talked picking, about yeah. this before, haven't we? Like you've kind of mentioned it, but I don't think you've ever fully got into it.
2: Yeah. So uh, basically, they try and do it more accurately to real life, like they've done the other stuff, where it's mm. um, you, on the controller, you have both analog sticks where you push the one lever that you know holds open the lock clasp and mm. you have to find the right sweet spot and then you hold it on the thumbstick on the right sweet spot and then this yeah. one you have to rotate it around in a circle while also matching this one going around in the circle mm. and it just it's it's like in it fact really hard on my thumbs to mm. try and mm. to push that around there may have been some settings or something that i could change with it but i found that quite quite hard um mm. And it it sort of did some different things with the tutorial as well, where the guy gives you a load of lockpicks and he's like, I'm going to show you how to do it. And he tells you how to do it. And then I sat there for like 10 minutes, just breaking all of these lockpicks over and over and over again. And then I go to click on the chest again and it's like, you're out of lockpicks. And I was like,
4: what do you mean? I'm in the tutorial, and I have infinite lockpicks?" And I was like, no. Well, so it just it. it is it it is absolutely hard, so it, hard as you yeah. know. it's
3: it's quite hardcore as, as a game, yeah. It literally just does that with the tutorials. It's like, well, you, you had your chance to try and learn, like learn on the job now. Yeah. And you then you training. end up with sorry, go on.
2: So no, I know you go away. I was
3: gonna say, and then you end up with like uh some missions later on. I think there's a mission where you um there's like a a line of missions that are all like to do with thieving and to do with Mm -hmm. uh, breaking into people's houses and pickpocketing and stuff and then there's one later on where you've got to break into like this duke's house and steal a book from his and it's just nigh on impossible if you just haven't practiced at all which which is like it would be in real life which I found really interesting
2: but yeah they do they do do as much as you know some of that stuff's quite hard to begin with like the combat Mm -hmm. especially like to begin with it's really hard but they do really well with progression of, with the player skill, not just in the skills of the character.
4: Yeah, I think I think you're kind of seeing um, by, by by no such imagination like a full mainstream sweep to that. But I think even when you look at what Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild, I think there was a big push for that to be kind of more like player skill based. Like when you try to fight the Lionels in that game, if you go and try and fight one of them, like, you're gonna fucking get your ass like handed to you straight away. But by the time you've you put, like, you know, 70 hours into that game, you come up against one of them and you're going to be able to, like, smash all over it. Mm. Yeah, you've got the added abilities from the Divine Beast you can get, but if you just want to interact with the basic mechanics of, like, attacking, shielding, and dodging, like, you'll get so used to doing that. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to see, like, an RPG, which is all about, obviously, like, upgrading skills and building mm. a character, you know, still mm. having an element of, like, you know, just player skill, Um I, I, I kind of at the forefront. Um, cool. Well, I that's mean, lock picking. I, I guess. think, it, uh, Unless, yeah, lock
2: picking and just yeah. in general their player system. But yeah, I think yeah. they do it really great. So play Kingdom Home cool. Deliverance if you like RPGs. Yeah. So that's my plug. Yeah, I
3: mean, just play that 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 game was was an absolute feat. Anyway, like the the stuff that they managed to do with that game is crazy. Mm. Like.
0: So I was saying, in terms of lock picking, that seemed like a very much more overcomplicated version that Bethesda does in like the Fallout and Skyrim, yeah. uh, whatever do with that one. It's just based on a sweet spot, and if you match it and push it, kind of opens. So at least there's kind of some more yeah. skill involved. Uh, yeah, no, I, I
2: think it, I think it's an improvement on that. It's just um, I think there should have been there could have been a better way of doing it physically on the controller. Oblivion, anything, I think. Oblivion. I mean, I think Oblivion
4: lockpicking is the best. So. <laughs> it and is, and that is no joke. It's incredibly abstract, really, when you think of it. But it it works really well. Like it's it's really good, really good gameplay. And it, you know, it, the fact that it was like measured in like pins, like it was mm. really cool to see how they weighted difficulty. Like you, oh, it's an expert lock. Like oh, you can't do them yet. Then you finally got your lock picking good enough to do expert locks. Like.
1: Woo!
4: And it was like four of them, like, Oh <laughs> exactly. no! And then well, very
0: that, hard, that just that like. The like thing, thing flies, in Oblivion,
2: like... you could do any, you could do them at any skill. But you would just basically be really, really hard to do it.
4: I thought you like, couldn't access them until no, you. No, no, get... you can, you can.
2: No, you, you can still sure. access them. I'm, sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That might, that a might be a uh, lock at the start. Of, of that the... might
0: be Fallout lock. Yeah, drop. I think that's... <sighs> Because I, I know Fallout, Skyrim, Skyrim allows control. you to do it, but like that sweet spot's so fucking small. Oh,
4: okay, maybe I think it's something else.
2: Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout Three is what's when they say you can't open it. Cause, oh okay. yeah,
3: because yeah, I remember to to
2: stuff five. It's like science fifty required to. Yeah, to
3: I remember doing the Oblivion locks, like going up to an expert lock and being like, right. I've done like ten locks here. I, I'm pretty sure I know how these work. <laughs> it's like how many lock picks have I got left? Fifty. I'll be fine. I don't need to save <laughs> beforehand. And then just like at the end of it, just crying like like I've just lost like all my life savings at a, yeah, a, a casino. We've
4: all we've all been there when you we were trying to break out of prison, like with these like yeah. that one lock pit you can get in. Like oh come on, come on, and you get out and you're like oh there's my chest full of stuff, and then it's just yeah what now though?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> Try, okay, cool. Trying to
4: sneak out of Shadenhall, like. <laughs> I, have
2: a, I have a constant memory of that game where it's the. Spoilers, the last like thieve mission where you have to go oh, and um, yeah. get the Elder Scroll.
1: Mm. I remember
2: that I like did that, thought I was, thought I was, you know, hot stuff, doing all these very hard locks, and then I just got to like two lock picks and I was like, God, <laughs> God damn it. So I have to go through like all of the last like four doors, which are all really hard, and I'm just saving before everyone, like plink, ah, load it loaded up again. i <laughs> like the original Xbox. That's the one when you had um <laughs> So have the like rose, a like the rose arrow. That's the
4: button. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, the thing we have to like, shoot it, at it. Yeah, that was yeah, class. Such a cool idea. And these the poison apple
1: gil- and
2: all the, the bloody
4: gills in Oblivion was so good, man. I just yeah, I know, I, I know. We go on about it a lot, and I don't
3: we,
1: think we've... Yeah, we yeah, we're, we're
3: going it... to become known as the we're yeah. become known as the Oblivion podcast at this rate. Yeah, I, think... I swear we talk about every single one. Yeah. so far. Yeah,
1: is that, is that about I think the... like.
2: <laughs> yeah that's true it yeah, will we'll be soon will be soon. yeah possibly
4: but i think that's like the reason why you know like if you look at skyrim and stuff like the guilds just didn't have those like really cool memorable moments in like the quest lines it was always just yeah you have a big fight with someone okay i mean the it, the,
3: the, the best one for me true. in skyrim was the uh was the companions because of the whole werewolf stuff with that i yeah. thought that was really cool that was that was that was, okay. that was very unique all... to that
4: it felt quick to me. That's what I've always yeah, said about scarem. Yeah. Well, remember like Journeyman remember, to Master in like an hour Yeah, like, like, like,
3: yeah that's true, that's true. Because I remember like, the one in the one in a is it Oblivion or is it Yeah, it is Oblivion, where the Major's Guild consists of you having to get recommendations from every yeah, single one yeah, in everything. the entire world before yeah. you can even start the actual mission yeah, yeah, of yeah, like the Major's Guild. And it was like yeah. Bruh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like Sultis... you mentioned that, I don't. Oh, go on, Jean,
0: Go on. I said, still to this day, I think it's got my favourite Dark Brotherhood quest, which is the murder
4: mystery. Oh, yes. Incredible. I mean, that's still that's just <laughs>
3: a well-designed mission, though, yeah. isn't it? Like,
4: it's just fantastic it's across the board. Anyway, on topic. Uh, yes. Who's next? Who's? Has anyone got? That he's, he's in got cards, um, who's thrown? I've got. I've got one. I've got one.
3: I think this is a a bit of an underrated system that. Um, doesn't get as much recognition as I think it should. Um, it's the social circle system from uh, Vampire, the don't mm-hmm. not, um production, and um, the, the the basic premise of Vampire is that you, you wake up as a as a you're a doctor who's woken up as a vampire and is trying to readjust back into uh, your work as a doctor um, whilst also dealing with the affliction of being a vampire. And the, the story itself is very much like a. Um, T- you're you're torn between your vampire self and your human self. You're straying further away from being human, and you've got to try and live with that and stuff like that. But the system, the social c- uh, social circle system, bloody yeah, hell, try saying that when you're drunk, is um, <laughs> is is really interesting because you basically have districts in London, and each of these districts has uh, key citizens that you can interact with, which are all NPCs. As well as a a um, social pillar who is like the most important person there, but um, as you go through the game, you can choose to embrace these uh, NPCs who are, um, and then you gain XP from them. But the interesting thing about it is that the way you 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 can um, you can feed from them at any point really, as long as your mesmerized level is high enough. So that's kind of how they gate you from just killing everyone straight away, but as long as your level is is the same as theirs, you can feed from them. Um, but when you do the uh, the the district like uh, stability goes down, so more like gangs start roaming the streets and things like that, and so it makes it harder for you to actually traverse through and things like that. And the reason why um, it's so interesting is because you have to. You can get XP from them any time you drain them, but you can gain significantly more XP from them if you have gained clues about their lives. And the way you do that is by interacting with them, interacting with their friends. So the way you gain more XP is to get to know them. And you as a player is getting to know these characters and being like, this is a really cool character, but now they're full XP and if I drain them, I will go up four levels and become much more powerful. right it's a really interesting system
0: they're saying you're literally just fattening up your prey
3: yeah basically yeah that's how you look at it but then if you if you're a player who likes to interact with npcs and sort of like understands that like there's a lot of characters in this that i'm like well i understand their struggle and i don't really want to embrace them now should i still do
4: it i was about to say like is was there any times you were doing that when you know it literally kind of challenge your like reptile yes. game of brain of like yeah shit. so i know I went, the rewards will be amazing but meta game shit. this <laughs> yeah. character's dead cool i don't
1: want it. To... yeah
3: exactly Cause, so there were, there were times that because i started that game going right i don't care about these people i don't know them i'm a vampire i want to be powerful mm-hmm. and, I, and that's why i i said to myself i'm going to play it like that and then there were times where i'd get to know these people and there was there was a really interesting storyline where it was two um two characters who were in a relationship together, but they were homosexual. So at the time in London, in the 1880s, they would have been shunned, basically. Yeah. But we had this really interesting like talk about they've, they've come back from the war, one of them's got PTSD, he's looking after the other one. And you find the one who's got PTSD because he's ra- he's ran off. And you right. find him in the sewers by himself. So in a position that is completely vulnerable, you can immediately uh, like yeah. embrace him at that point. And I was it's like,
2: probably, oh, no, what do I do? Positions... And then that...
3: Yeah. And then I went, nah, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And what happens is it has an impact. When you um, level up, that night is complete and you sleep through the day and you go to the next night. And that's when the impacts happen.
1: Oh, is okay. that,
3: so the impact of what I did there, I fed on the guy who was um, down in the sewers. So his friend who was looking for him went down and found him. And then he goes missing. He, he just right. leaves like the district. So you can't get him anymore.
4: So he's just gone oh, until geez, he comes he back.
3: He, he, he may possibly come back later. Cool.
1: That's really so. It's, cool. it's it,
3: it, it it yeah. It not only like brings the um the district sort of stability down. It also like changes the where characters are in the world, changes mm. their state, makes some of them more hostile towards you. Things like that. it's really really cool. So
4: it is like possible to like blitz through it as like an absolute like bloodsucking maniac. But yeah, you're probably so, going to end they... up making a real hostile world. Yes yeah. and that's I'm what I'm
3: still it. doing I'm still I'm still sort of playing it as a, uh, every now and then and go back to it so they have the mesmerized system which is how they cap it so that you you gain um, mesmerized levels as you play through the main story so yeah, that's cool. how they sort of stop you from um, Feeding on everyone, but right. I'm planning on every time there's a mesmerize that's on the same level as me, I want to feed from them because I want to see what happens if I kill basically everyone here. Yeah,
1: just and, and, and one of the
3: main one. characters is called like Doctor Edgar Swan or something like that, and he is he's the one who saves you from mm-hmm. um yeah no from the the pit where you're where you were found. He brings right. you into the hospital, like looks after you, is aware that you're a vampire because he's dealt with other vampires before. And, and he helps you get throughout the whole thing. And then it says, like, mesmerize level six for him. And I'm oh, like, there. that means <laughs> at some point I can kill him. him but will I want to? So, I was like, <laughs>
2: <with> <laughs> that is this, so cool. Obviously, you've got the reward um, for killing them as you get the level up points and everything. Yeah. Um, other than narratively, uh, of, you know, getting to know this character and stuff, is there any positive of Not killing them, I guess. Of a, I guess it's to not degrade the environment. So I think
3: it's 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 twofold. There's there's it's not just the environment that's degraded. So they've got a problem. they address that they've got a problem with gangs in London at this point. Mm. And the more social pillars that you bring down, like in the social circle of this district, the more sort of the gang takes their place mm. and right. leaders of this gang takes their place. And then there are hostile areas in the map that are sort of always hostile. But the more you make the district um, unstable, the more those, that hostile area right. expands. So, so whenever you some... just walk in, they will start attacking you. Yeah, like there's, so there's... No... and these and these guys sort of scale as like scale up a lot, so it gets harder and harder.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. So there's so some there's like... some fights that sorry I've interrupted you like four times. Right, yeah, <laughs> there's right. the, you go, you there's some fights that um, I've just completely avoided because I'm like I'm not going anywhere near this guy. He's like a brute. He's there's they've got characters who are like um, priests, like war priests at one point. These guys who are like have like crosses and everything because they were aware of the vampire scourge in in mm. London and they're like shining it at you and stuff and I'm like I don't want to get involved in any of that but I'm <laughs> making it worse for myself by making myself more powerful
2: right. so
3: although the levels are sort of the same mm. it's still harder
2: yeah that's cool it's like constantly scaling based on your mm. decisions and and it's mm-hmm. not a direct positive. To not kill them because it's based on the negative. So. Yeah, cool.
3: I think plus you lose um, you lose opportunities for uh, side quests and things like that as well. Obviously, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, you either lose lose that character who gives you a side quest or you lose someone who was close to them because they've ran off or because they've got yeah. captured or something like so it's,
2: that. that's the dilemma in starting Dark Souls with when someone's got a cool armor set or a cool weapon. Do I kill them <laughs> to see if I can get
1: that weapon? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of like, like a, a guy
4: yeah well. the whole like um thing of it it's you know it i think the first thing that comes to mind when you're about it, the gangs and stuff coming to the streets it kind of reminds me what like arcane did with like dishonored right like if you play it mm. really high chaos and you're murdering people like it worsens like uh the the rat infestations with, with yeah. the play because there's more bodies to feed on and it's also well, like, a little bit uh like the remember the thing in the bioshock where like, little sisters when you can like save them or harvest yes. them Yes. but it was yeah. always like it never really made sense to ever kill them because yeah you didn't mm. get as much like directly at first but you'd always end up getting more if you just always yeah. rescued mm. them it would take longer because yeah. you'd have to wait for them to leave stuff for you but it was always worth your time so it feels like it's taking both of them and somehow kind of making them better and more cohesive yeah. yeah well it. this is why i was
3: saying that it's i i consider it to be i consider it to be better than the dishonored chaos system to be honest yeah even though that gets more recognition for its system because to me the chaos system in Dishonored is, is a, a kind of a switch. It's like Yeah, it's very binary. You, you you keep you keep causing enough chaos and then at this point something changes. Yeah. Whereas with this one it's like, well, things can go up and down based on what you do and based on who you interact with and, mm-hmm. and all of these other factors that come into play. It's clear that don't nod were like very clear about what the loop is and the loop is this social circle system. Yeah. And it, they just built they've built it so well I think it's really well crafted
2: there's another side of that like vampire part as well you know is like, mm. normally vampire games are kind of like yeah I'm the powerful one
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. got
2: to, you live with the, the, your choices of killing people so yeah I'm, I think
3: yeah. that's why I like it so much as well is because it, it ties into not just the gameplay or the environments it ties into the narrative as well it makes sense as to why this stuff is happening yeah. because you yeah. you're struggling with becoming a monster. At
0: the end of the day yeah but like going back to the chaos system uh the issue mm. that i also have with that is that it's kind of like a punishment for even the, the games like you've got to mm. play stealth but it gears half of its powers towards mm-hmm. aggressive yeah. play yeah. but yeah. if you Legit. dabble into that aggressive play it's like oh, okay we're going to punish you by making yeah. the, the world harder um it, areas get harder later on because they put more traps up and things like that so like mm-hmm. i yeah. think that's a nice contrast with Deathloop. Yeah. Is that hmm. there is no punishment for going loud and aggressive, which is yeah. what I fucking absolutely love.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, if it, kind of what you said, definitely there. And like, I was speaking to someone about it on Twitter the other day. They were asking, like, just my kind of takeaway thoughts for a couple of hours with it. And you know, I think, I think we spoke before in the past about um, From Software and their introduction of the parry mechanic and Bloodborne, and how that was like, obviously, I say obviously. I think we we all think it's obvious that it's a direct, <laughs> you know, response to. How do we stop people playing, you know, like really mm. like shielded up? Yes, How do we really yeah. encourage aggressive play? And it feels like a lot of uh, Deathloop's design is addressing those things which people yeah. were put off with with Dishonored. So I know um our friend Dan, I'm pretty sure his like main like uni like uh, dissertation type paper was about that in Dishonored was saying like a lot of the um cool mechanics of the game and the fun mechanics are all the ones you kind of get told are negative to use yeah yeah so when ethic yeah. comes about it's just all right here's this there's no real punishment for playing it like a bloodthirsty murderer and stuff in fact it's encouraged if anything and ethic <laughs> gets reset in a day anyway so it's just bang like if you i think do that's the reason it gets reset so it's, all right, cool. that's
3: the reason okay. why it like works with that right though i mean obviously i've not i've not played it yet so uh, correct me if i'm wrong here but the inclusion of the narrative being it's a it's a loop every every single day means that you can encourage that kind of behaviour because it's at the end of the day it's reset.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think the the other really good side of it as well. Yeah, again, I know we said we wouldn't go to a death loop tangent, felt we got to go on it. <laughs> um, but something what someone mentioned as well the other day to me was that if you look at the immersive sim genre where they have these sprawling levels and it is very much like oh can i do this oh that thing works awesome and then there's normally a like a stealth element if you go like the thief dsx it's always been up there with dna and it's like shit i've been caught like ah i'll hit like you know, just quick load i'll quick load here nice definitely has no such thing as a quick load and quick save system it's just mm. live with you, it you have to so when action kicks off it's team. like Exactly, it's like oh crap, doing that. Mm. And because you've got this thing of where if you get killed each like each run, you've got essentially three lives. And it's like if you lose one, you like your body time doesn't rewind, so events you've done still have occurred. So if you go into a room, kill seven people, and um, the eighth person kills you, you rewind back to like where you came into the room, but what you did still happened. So it kind of gives you like a bit of a ah, you can go again. Like the status scores kind of being reset, but not properly. Yeah. So it just feels like there's a lot of things done to kind of go, right, you know we, know, we know that Thief can be quite hard if you get caught 20 minutes into a mission. So, and especially because the areas you go into in that game, you start learning them a lot more. Like, it's not like one and done, yeah. like in pretty much every emergency ever. It's like, oh crap, I've been here before. It's nighttime now and it's snowing, but I know that there's a hole in this wall here that can get me into here. And mm-hmm. you start, like... You know, when you see those videos. I can't remember that that YouTuber's name, but that that YouTuber who does those ridiculous dishonored runs. When he's like, mm-hmm. he, he gets like a whale oil canister at the start of the level. He throws it up. He sprints, mm-hmm. pauses time, and like it blows three people up. He's shooting a guy over there. And he just it's like I found myself starting not obviously know any of that crazy shit, but like <laughs> I started playing. Like I know where these NPCs will be. Yeah that I can just run, like, blink over there and do all this stuff, so... This is in
2: before Jack's Deathly montage career coming out. <laughs> <laughs> really. I can't wait to see that, yeah. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> saying,
4: well, one one
0: other major difference that I have also noticed, in the obviously in games like Bioshock and Prey and, and Dishonored, is that you have inventory health and mana consumables. Mm. In Deathloop, you don't actually have them. Yes. You have... You have health like scattered around that you can pick up and you have health stations and your mana regens on its own, mm-hmm. which just ties into that it's not a typical immersive sim and it's just mm-hmm. making you want to explore. It's like you need to explore, you need to find yeah. resources these really, health stations really, really and keep them jogging I mean. Yeah, it's really, well,
4: really good.
1: Point.
2: One of the interesting things, I'm sort of jumping away a bit, um, that Tom says with the looping stuff is it lets you get away with some certain mechanics. And one of the systems that I think, i um, see if I can tease it out and you can guess what it is. That um, it's like one of the really best systems in my mind. Um, is it fishing? No, it's not fishing. <laughs> you and your in bloody be- fishing. In before the fishing episode, that's all I'm saying. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a really good system, but it's only possible if you have like a looping re like, yeah. uh, death is a thing in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was so good that it system. Yeah, exactly. Winner, mm. Adam, Nemesis hey. system.
4: Yeah, that's it. Isn't I think you've seen a lot of those. Like you've got like uh, the Shadow of uh, Mordor games. You've got like Hades, which is obviously like a huge like hit like last year. And they've all got whether you know thematically it's, it's kind of different. Yeah, it's not a time loop. Yeah, he's invincible or he can re- resurrect or something. But getting rid of the you're playing a video game, you've died, right? Reset and everything resets. Like actually making that part of the game is really really mm-hmm. cool. I think. I guess Death Stranding um, did it a little bit, not crazily, kind but they you had did, a, they
3: had a really interesting way of doing it. Of yeah, it. like you, yeah.
4: kind of alive, and like, even Dark Souls has, has had that well, thing, right? Like it's the, th- the thing is was, like.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like corpse running running in Death Stranding because you've got the repatriate stuff where you yeah. have to return back to your body, but it yeah. makes sense in that again because Kojima's thought about like I don't want he 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 wrote in about the, how the bodies would uh, like if you actually yeah. killed someone in that game yeah. they would void out and would cause issues yeah so yeah. it would it would mean that you would have to have characters that therefore can't actually die mm-hmm. and it's, mm. it feels like you kind of wrote yourself into a little bit of a corner but it works so it works fine i don't know yeah. whether he like well, wrote think... that first and then and then did the mechanic or whatever came but it works it, fine like that's a, game and, development
2: and, for you writing in a reason yeah exactly the story exactly. works or writing a story yeah. reason why the mechanic yeah works. when
3: we uh when we obviously inevitably get hideo kojima on we'll uh, we'll ask <laughs> <laughs> you
2: yes. well i did want to quickly interject uh it's not on the, the a big surprise that i managed to get hideo kojima hit i can't even i can't talk i'm that excited about the prospect um Damn. No, I thought I'd describe what the actual nemesis mechanic is as we're talking about looping things. And uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people played Shadow of Mordor and uh, Shadow of War, the Lord of the Rings games. But um, I don't know how how mainstream they got. But basically, it was sort of uh, because you die, when you die in that game, you sort of just teleport back and you resurrect yourself because you have this immortal elf in you is the uh, sort of story behind that part of the game. Um, when you could have worded
3: that a bit better, but Sorry. <laughs>
2: sorry. sorry. I'm not going to retake. I'm going to carry on. Um, uh, you've thrown me off. Now you've ruined me. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. When you, when you die to any any minion in that or any enemy in that game, um, they then get recruited higher in the ranks. Mm-hmm. And you get to see this whole like screen of all of the enemy captains, and you can go and hunt them and stuff, and then you can die to like a a slave org and then when you die to him he then gets recruited to a captain and he's like part of that uh system of silhouettes that you can see and then if he then kills you again he gets promoted again to like a warlord and he gets a lot bigger and he changes his aesthetic and they have a load of like unique lines to them like reoccurring and killing you and it's just super interesting that that, feedback of you dying and then mm. uh, you know and I found myself like purposely going to get killed yeah. by a certain creature so like could then see how they like interacted in the stack and then they can like you can go and hunt one of the captains because you want to go kill him or you want to recruit him in in shadow of war and then someone that has killed you and gone up the ranks could have killed him as like a vengeance thing so mm-hmm. it's super interesting
4: that you it really also, did, like, you could put plants couldn't you in as well like spies you could yeah, corrupt yeah, people yeah. and then put them back into like the ranks, and they could kind yeah. of climb and you know turn everything they like against each other and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, you, you could also like I
0: know how it's called the nemesis system, but actually one of them did actually get pitted as your nemesis, who would yeah. keep mm-hmm. returning. Until, I love those like, you ones. So you do like a big finale at the end where you, actually, like, you could kill him like six times throughout the story and then you'll get this big fight he at the end and you still rock he? up and you like, like where
4: have you been? Yeah, wasn't, he like, wasn't he like literally covered? He looked like Frankenstein's monster, right? All these like body parts. <laughs> yeah. back on well, it's,
3: well, that's the thing about it, it. What I thought really was really interesting about uh, the Nemesis system is you, is you would have orcs that would like, come up to you and start fighting you. And if you did something such as blow up a uh, fire barrel near them, mm. it would burn them and they'd run away. And then yeah. when they come back, their name would be, like, Grognak the Burnt. And yeah. I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah. Like, helps, this guy like, is now... Yeah, they've had, like, a little thing being, like, afraid of fire. Like, they've got yeah, so fear they of fire now because of yeah, the, the direct is, actions. The, the yeah, because... Well. Yeah. Some of those... Were, like That is amazing because it just because allows you old- to not only... um play the actual game and, and get the actual lord of the rings lore like the, it went through but you went through your own individual story that was completely unique to you yeah. and that is just uh, uh, yeah it's incredible i can see why they yeah, cause, cause, patented cause when, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah
0: because when like a normal art gets like promoted they get assigned like special strengths and weaknesses as well don't they yeah. like mm. some of like we're immune to stealth headshots we're scared of yeah yeah Beast master, like, loads of random different strength of weaknesses. Yeah. Which you could have ones fight, that were, like, both of those, couldn't tactically... you? Yeah.
3: That were, like, <laughs> like that I'm be a beast easy... master, but I'm also scared of
4: beasts. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I think, like, to me, like, that, that, that would be... If you were to, like, design my ultimate game, it would essentially be, like hitman like what square enix have always done like that especially the ones in 2016 onwards mm. like elements of hitman discuss those levels are incredible like the opportunities and ways to take people out is just incredible on each level and you've got the nice replayability leap of it i think with the nemesis system built into it so if there was like multiple targets on maps and stuff and it was just like oh you've Done that. This guy's gone now, and he's going to come back, and he's going to be like suited up for the next one. I think you'd have mm. to have that, like you know, that weird supernatural or sci-fi thematic. Well, that's Adding on it, what we were saying. The problem work. is, is
3: that the you reason why I mean? it works so well is because you've got the narrative I reasons for you when you die back. and then come back. Yeah. That's
4: it, isn't it? So I think it would have to have that, but like, especially yet again, sorry to mention Deathloop, but it's just on the mind. <laughs> like, it's got like the um, the inversion multiplayer like mode to it, and as good as it is and it is really fun to me i still think like the great game of playing with these systems and things would be what happens when there's one target on a dishonored map let's say but there's three players trying to go for it at the same time and you kind of have this like Mm. mr and mrs smith that's a really weird reference i apologize but you have this (laughs) mr and mrs smith moment when like you're both trying to get the same target and you're both kind of, whether accidentally or on purpose, trying to, like, fuck each other off. Like, no, you don't. I'm getting mm. the shot. It's like someone's going for the shot. And then maybe you've got, like, dishonoured powers and you're, like, magnetically, like, shifting the bullet away. You're like, no, you don't. <laughs> yep. I just yeah. like, well, I think was, that was, would be amazing. There was something,
3: so um, I'd say, like, kind of like that, but not really. And this was uh, one that I found mind-blowing at the time because it was um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, their multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was because like we had had multiplayer games before, but there were always like you know FPSs like first person was in, in yeah. COD, and they were very like this is what a multiplayer game is. Yeah, you found And, like then, you and then Assassin's Creed comes along, yeah, and it was like you're not directly going against them, but you're yeah. both trying to get the same objective, which is to yeah. kill this target. Yeah, and I was yeah. like that is so cool, and you had moments where you could like use abilities to blend into the cl- the, the the cloud, the crowd. <laughs> Or like hide from them and things like that, <laughs> or you you could take those out, or just like yeah. throw a smoke bomb to like yeah. distract them. And it was just, it, I think that really is true. like was one of the most like interesting yeah. um, takes on 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 the multiplayer game. Me too. Sure. I
4: it was actually one of the, the things that I was really kind of sad to see disappear in those games because I, I remember mm. when it came out in Brotherhood, I was at Eurogamer that like, that year, and. I must have sat and played it for about an hour and a half like, throughout the day. Yeah. Like, oh my god, there's no queue. to go play some? My brother was like, hell yeah, and we'd sit and just absolutely have each other's lives. It was that so fun. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's so it, fun. I think it was. Was it around for like two or three games, maybe?
3: I think so. I think I played yeah, it in Brotherhood yeah, and then a couple of after, but it, it just didn't have Black. the same.
4: Yeah, I
0: think it was in Black
4: Flag. I think I remember. Was it? In Black Flag. Yeah. It'd it be was it? Yeah. Maybe interesting to see if of... they had a Make a revival out, or even a, even a standalone. Could be quite I, th- I think Lovely they've enough.
2: gone too far away from it
4: now. Oh, they have now.
0: The way that mm, yeah, 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 for sure.
2: Assassin's Creed has basically gone War. <laughs> yeah. Or the Witcher? Saying, no, it. sorry, the Witcher.
0: Yeah. I'm saying another Ubisoft multiplayer experience I do miss was Spies versus Mercs. So hopefully they bring Splinter oh, Cell back. Oh
4: yeah. Well,
3: oh my God! I forgot about that.
4: Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it by speaking a Splinter Cell. <laughs> 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 uh, talk, talking about my like it's not I guess it's not necessarily a mechanic. It kind of is. It's more of like a feature, but something I really liked about um playing stealth games growing up, because I was kind of obsessed with them, whether it was like Metal Gear, like Thief or Splinter Cell, um, was the kind of like um way that they these games would present information to the player about how visible you are to like, NPCs. And The Splinter Cell, especially in Chaos Theory, I think the first one it existed, maybe not to the degree, but you had like you could always see how light you were at any point and how much noise you were making at any point. So if you were like running around and stamping about in like under like light bulbs, your thing would be right over there, and your sound meat would be as far as it could go on the one side. But if you were like completely cloaked in shadow and still, it would be like completely the other side of it. And I think that was like a natural evolution of it, like the um, light gem from Thief, which you haven't played Thief. You pretty much had like a 3d like asset on your ui and if it was glowing it was pretty much like yeah you can be seen like getting some shadow yeah. and if you weren't obviously it wasn't doing it um and i think you saw it in splinter cell it became much more like ui so it wasn't like it was like Die, let non-diegetic is that the right way around? to think it is, and it was straight on you on UI, so you kind of always see. It. You weren't really struggling with that. What's really interesting is um, Gloomwood, what's being developed at the minute, which is like a Thief spiritual successor. It's taking those ideas of the kind of light meter and especially Thieves like Light Gem, and it's actually mapping it onto like the first-person character's arms, like on a on a ring. So you can, like, you have to literally look oh. at your characters, like, ring on your thumb just to actually oh, see it. Oh, cool. Like the house so bar in Dead Space that's... kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's really, really, like, like straight on there, which I just think is a really cool feature that it's still kind of getting used. Oh, you know, not nowhere near as much. Like, even Splinter Cell kind of abandoned it. Like, it pretty much, mm. con- I think it was in... I think it was double agent when they condensed it for the first time. I could be wrong with that, though. When it pretty much, instead of like a big light meter, it essentially became kind of like dead space. And it was like a little threat meter like on Sam Fisher's back. And it was like, if it was green, you were kind of good and you weren't in any light, you weren't making sound. But if you started causing a racket and you were in like a yeah. light and stuff, it would be red. So it's, well, I think it's that's kind, of, like... kind of interesting how it's like... Sorry, you, that's... You know...
3: Sorry to interrupt, Jack. I think that's... Um... It's kind of interesting to see how like that did, it, how that evolved, and it became like from two things to one thing, right? Where it was like light and sound. Yeah, they both had they had meters for that, and then eventually there was sort of just a shift into right now. We're just going to make it an awareness meter, which yeah. is now in every anything that has any kind of stealth mechanic has an awareness meter. Yeah. Characters will always have things that turn from white to red to. blue. Uh, yeah. white to yellow to red above yeah. their heads or mm-hmm. some kind of eye that you see and there's always there's always some kind of UI whether it's like on screen or or um, like you say it, di- diagetic or non-diagetic and it's really interesting yeah. that it's moved away from the actual specifics of it being light and sound into just if yeah. they can see you or not
2: but well, I yeah gonna... I think I... Go, on, go on Matt go on I was going to say that I find it's just I love the like how deeply you can go into like mechanics and systems and just be really specific on like ai notice ui or notice mechanics like stealth notice stuff and how yeah. i was literally going to say which one do you think is the best ai notice mechanic in the game i think you probably think it's that light one
1: but
2: that's well, such also, a super specific you can really dig down into this stuff and I find yeah it super interesting. But i think
4: kind of what tom said that what's what is really you know kind of, kind of strange is you've gone from you know games like the original thief in which that all you had was that gem on your screen and the rest of it was pretty much, are you running around making a lot of noise? You shouldn't be. And all of that was just reflected purely by audio in game. So if you're running around on like marble floor, your footsteps are like slapping about. But if you're on grass, <laughs> you're like deathly quiet. And it even had mm. to the point in which you could use arrow, like grass arrows, like magical grass arrows. You could shoot them on the floor and it would create a patch of grass. So you could literally be like inside a mansion, like shooting grass arrows and be like, Hut! I like slowly sneak in <laughs> behind someone and then you've mm, gone through it's having... just a bush yeah exactly <laughs> and you'd have like no ui elements on enemies being like like oh my god I, i'm aware of the player it was all just done through audio so you sat there mm-hmm. and it'd be like
2: mm, what's that oh, nothing oh, and they'd get on uh, what they were doing i like noises. Now,
4: Everything yeah. in games, it's like you said, it's it's that traffic light system almost. Like oh, and it's like oh I no. Mean, it's oh, basically crap.
2: become a, a universal standard at this point. Like yeah, yeah but... I mean that's the cool thing about games is they exist, but also that you can completely change all of that stuff and the player will, you know, move along with that system. Mm. Yeah, I, if
4: it, if do, something I becomes I like be popular enough, back. it'll.
2: Yeah, yeah, I it'll think move to go back, it move along with it. Back though,
4: that's kind of what I'm saying. I think the days of being able to do something like Thief, where it was pure audio driven. I don't think you better do that anymore. Um, you know, I think, even like, like like accessibility point of view as well. Like,
3: de- yeah, yeah. Death Stranding kind of had it with the audio, but it was also like uh, distance based as well. Because had, are you thinking about the BTS?
4: It had those weird like vignettes, didn't it? If you were kind of getting to, yeah, things were yeah. red and stuff. Oh yeah, it did have
3: those as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the one of the more interesting ones that we that we go on that isn't an awareness meter but is sort of like in attuned to the light or sound or in this case visual is the camo system in Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh, in the if you yeah yeah, yeah see yeah. the the more camo you have with the environment, the less likely enemies are to see you. And that, I think that is oh that is perfect. Yeah. And it had the little the little strip in the top corner of what camo you're wearing, and had plus with the percentage. Oh, yeah, so yeah. good. We, which so kind good. of yeah
4: again tying that is what we've been saying as well about the the kind of going back to like the thief and their Splinter cell. You, you you saw what even Kojima tried to do to streamline number three's camo system. Yeah. With number four, it was all right. Well, here's if the, for all intents purposes, here's a magical suit that if you're just sitting on a certain type of terrain for like three seconds, you'll camouflage like completely on it. And if you go against the wall, you'll just turn into that camera for whatever, like that brick. was. Yeah, exactly. Is. And then you yeah. also had a sound meter that went around you, if I remember correctly. It was kind of like a yeah, bit yeah. generated generated waves. So if you're dead still, it was just like a flat circle, but then it started like wobbling yeah. if you're going too much. Yeah, the the, the octocam. Yeah. I'm still uh,
2: waiting for my stealth game that uh, lets me have an ability where I turn into a walking bush.
4: Where's
2: where's that move? Fortnite. It's literally
3: a piece of I was going to say, isn't that in Fortnite?
4: It literally is not Fortnite. It's great.
2: (laughs) Can you turn it into a bush? I I
3: just thought one. Um, Divinity, yeah.
2: (laughs) You can do it in
4: that. Can you actually?
3: Yeah, when you sneak in that, what it does is it automatically... This is actually a really interesting way of looking at it. It's one button to sneak. And when you do it, what it does is it immediately changes your character into a... um, a, a like uh, what's it called i was gonna say static mesh but that's such a like game dev thing it, into an object from that environment that like makes sense within that environment so if you're in oh, a forested cool. area it goes boop and you turn into a bush and then like walk ah, around as a bush if you're in the harbor um it changes into a box or something like that it's it's, nah, it's really great. cool actually
4: it's kind of like um a little bit property in a way yeah, but yeah
3: honestly, exactly but it but it, it plays it's on that like it plays on the kind of silliness of, of it at that point. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because Divinity is, is is a game that's very much like,
4: you know, it doesn't
3: take itself too seriously. So that's why it it works completely well. That yeah, game.
4: exactly. It's kind of it's all contextual, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, well we're going to try I talking about you... Sekiro, I believe. <laughs> again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. was going to say what was the the stealth notice thing in Sekiro because I can't remember them having like a visual. Tell above the characters? Uh... Hmm.
3: Adam would be the best one to talk about this, but I don't mm. know if he's back yet.
2: I think he is. Well, we're going to say that he is, and if he's not, we're going to continue yeah. talking. Hello? Hello?
4: We can kind of hear him. No, we can't. <laughs> Never mind. I think I'm he's very sure delayed or something. I seem I to remember that there was that nice, like, proper like, Japanese like uh, instrumental sting they well, had know. the
3: they had the kanji above, but that was for like danger, and that was for no I mean like, the actual, like
4: audio there was, like an audio sting that kind of happened mm. but I don't remember, yeah, if there was you know like they the...
2: had the like the red dot behind them to do like the assassination, but yeah, I think, yeah, I don't remember them you know we were saying that you can't get away with not having any u i but I don't think they had any u i they' not but I can't remember ones. I can't
4: remember what it was later like, from the top of my head. No, we'll have to look into that. Um, so, uh,
2: mm. I mean, the one uh, skipping the Sekiro, uh, the other one that I had uh, it kind of is, I was thinking about like different mechanics that I was like kind of have come through the games and have become more popular as they've come yeah. more apparent. And I realized that like combat executions is something, and I was thinking back to Gears of War, and you know, that's, in the Gears of War one come out two thousand and six I think. Yeah. Gears of War one came right. out. Um, and I was trying to think of something that had executions before that. Maybe Manhunt. Manhunt was the one that sort of did yeah. the whole like animation that you play. Eh?
4: Yeah, God but, of War as well. Like the visual. God well, that's of War the thing. Well.
2: They've become progressively more popular since then, right? You yep. know, you think about Gears of War and it was the curb start and everything, and that was so. Yep oh, God, that felt so good playing that game. Yeah. And then it's just yeah. become more and more popular in, like, the shooter and RPG-style stuff of having yeah. cinematic kill. It's, movie.
4: yeah, like, for, for, I think, in a way, and this could be me just talking absolute crap here, but I feel, in a way, it's giving the player um, a bit of, like, a, a fighting in game like finishing move, almost. Do you know what I mean? It gives you that same rush of, like, right, I've done a bit of work to kind of get you vulnerable now i'm gonna essentially do a fatality like and you saw gears expand on that with number two like every weapon had an execution
2: oh that was the thing that was what i was gonna get like, yeah. and then when they expand onto that and when mm. every single weapon has an execution and then in multiplayer you can still do oh, this like risk reward of like it was
4: amazing especially in the um what was the game type when you said one life was it was it literally called execution yeah, it was literally called execution. Yeah, 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 like if you, you, if you had the uh, the bolt shot of the big, the big, you know, the big fifty cal sniper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you executed someone and... with that. Oh my! It was, it was, it, it beat any kind of griefing you could do on um, on the games at the time. Like if if you got executed with a bloody overhead <laughs> fifty cal <of> sniper, <laughs> you were like oh crap, I need a bloody man, leave. The worst,
2: the worst runs was getting executed with a heavy weapon because someone ha- someone else has to down you, and then this guy's just slowly
1: waddling oh, towards yeah. you. <laughs> oh no. Just,
4: that is quite interesting though, Matt, yeah, for, for real, because it does seem like okay, it did have a much like, stronger prevalence in stuff post-God of War, even, like you said, mainly in the shooter stuff when it really started to take place. I even Halo added executions at one point. I and mean, well, that's, that's not a game, game. you'd ever doing, think would have them.
2: I was doing some like brief research into before this episode, mm. and there is not, other than Manhunt, there's not really many games that I could find or think of that had executions before Gears of War that yeah. were specific about, you know, you press a button when someone's down. I was
4: about to say when it's... Yeah, because I think those type of things, it would be... Especially when God of War did it, it was a lot more like normally contextual within like boss fights. Let's say you had like the big cinematic camera drawing drawn you in. You could
2: stun them. And the yeah, one, sorry, yeah, in the old one. It yeah, was, it was, yeah. You press, I mean, press it's, X to finish. It, exactly. But even in I the mean, old it,
3: ones, it still did that. Like for the, for the main yeah, bosses, you, you it was still, still like them. like yeah. the one I remember the most is um, is Helios, isn't it? Where you rip his head off like yeah it's right at the end of it and you just press a button and then you have to keep mashing that button to rip his head off and i'm like yeah this is this is grim but this is amazing <laughs> yeah
4: like i think and i think that that was like, especially at the time those first couple of of the first few i guess uh god of war games they were always like held as oh these are the games that do like qtes good yeah because what you're seeing is absolutely ridiculous it's like oh my god i'm like tearing an ogre's eyeball out this is crazy and it looked cool as hell what you were doing. Where I don't, I think I'm going to call some some aggro here. Not not with you boys, but I'm sure someone. You look at something like like Shenmue, and all that game is really is just like you know kind of QTE mini games. And it's mm. what I'm doing is I just yeah look for it. And I think if you can I find don't. that thing, it's. It's, it's one of
3: those things with Shenmue, right? Because it's like I know people who really like Shenmue, and they're probably going to be listening to this right now and shouting yeah. directly at me. me but too. like people who say, like, yeah, but it's it's not, it's about the narrative, and I'm like, yeah, but the narrative's not great, and it is it. Like, even, <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting I'm getting out with here, but like it, it is like you say, it's it's some weird moon. And I know people had this issue, even people who liked Shenmue had this issue with the new one, yes. is that they just felt it's just. All it is is a game where you go, you walk to a mini game, do a mini game for twenty minutes, and walk to another one, and that's yeah. all it is.
4: That's it, yeah. And it's exactly. just so
3: disappointing because you because you could do some really interesting things with like that kind of audience. Uh, the, yeah, like you know, you've got so many different like kind of narrative games or more sort of casual games that don't have a load of combat or whatever in. I know Shenmue had some of it, but the yeah. majority of their games were, were about um, the NPCs having certain. Uh, to, like uh, Routines that they would do. And I think that's really interesting. If you had a town that is fully AI driven, you could do so many interesting things with that. Yeah. And just to do minigames is a real disappointment.
4: Yeah, for real. Well, I think, he, you know, even if you, if you look back to just to kind of tie this back into what you're talking about via uh, Vampire and Deathly, if you yeah. look at what uh, Nintendo did with Majora's Mask back in the day, like mm. arguably one of the first great games dealing with being stuck in a time loop. And Villagers had that they would did set set things. You'd have to try and shit. Um, my times ran out, and you need to reset the thing again. And yeah, I yeah. honestly don't think, even to this day, that Majora's Mask. I still think it's criminally underrated by a lot of people. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. for a Nintendo game following Ocarina of Time. Like it's it's a yeah. very like mechanically rich, the
2: most anticipated sequel ever. Can't I
4: yeah, and it and it and it don't wrong <laughs> it. It it bloody delivers, but it's it's a big like um you know kind of cost like cost like change like it's still very much a Zelda game like its heart, but it's it it deals with some stuff and it's it's got like a really harrowing atmosphere and everything to it. But yeah, I think it's it's possible to kind of kind of bring all that stuff into um one thing. But I guess we kind of come full circle in a strange way with that. So we have that-
3: we've almost done a loop. <laughs>
4: We did it,
1: boys! Yeah! We are masters <laughs> of the
4: Segway and puns.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we have somewhat of a triforce, so we need to figure out what the last one is well, to complete got, our, uh, yeah, our, yeah. our podcast. Yeah, series, exactly. yeah try for. That
2: oh, is, a, in my mind, a great way to start and finish off the mechanics yeah. of different. Um, different segments uh we apologies for having some uh technical difficulties this episode uh, i'm sure adam had many things to bring to that sakura conversation that he didn't bring um but uh we are professional so we carry on
4: the show must go on
2: and now the show must go on by ending it so uh, <laughs> hope you all guys enjoy it, and we'll see you on the next one thanks
3: for so listening guys bye bye